Hi, I'm Johnny Pollard, and welcome to the One Giant Mind podcast. In this episode, I talk with Caroline, who's worked as a researcher, strategist, and project manager in a variety of corporate settings. She poses a very common question Can we change our thinking with thinking alone? And what we reveal in this episode is a fundamental principle that has been conveyed for thousands of years in the meditation practice. And I'm really excited about sharing this with you. I'm curious to hear your perspective on the idea that we can change or control our thoughts. So if we have, you know, a track that's running through our mind, like I'm not good enough or whatever it may be, that we can with force or by some way change that thought pattern to, you know, I love myself or whatever it is. When I've thought about that in the past, it seems, it doesn't seem as natural. It seems like I'm forcing myself to think something when deep down it's not completely connected. Mm -hmm. I equate trying to change our thinking with thinking with trying to stand in the middle of a pool and scoot the water to the side to try and see the bottom. It's, it's that futile an exercise. <laughs> you might be able to change your thinking for a moment, but it's not going to last. You might get a sense that, you know, if you've got really big arms or you've got like some really huge paddles, <laughs> You might be able to get your hands all the way down into the bottom of that pool and for a split second, get a tiny glimpse of the bottom of the pool. But within that split second, the water's just going to come straight over again. It's, it's no way of, of, uh, of seeing the bottom of the pool. It's just not. The same principle applies to our thinking. Using thoughts to change our thinking is very, very difficult, verging on impossible. Einstein said it really beautifully. He had, a, he had a knack of making statements about things that were very, very provocative, that caused you to move much deeper into what he was experiencing without kind of appearing to be too esoteric. But I believe that man was a very, very deeply connected expansive state of consciousness. He said, you, you can't resolve a problem on the level of thinking that the problem was created on. And what he was, I believe he was doing was saying, you can't resolve a problem on the level of thinking. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> because all the problems are created on the level of thinking. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's the truth of it. All of our problems occur in our thoughts, in a state of fluid cognition, going back to our earlier conversation where I was talking about intelligence, distinguishing it from intellect. In a state of fluid cognition, where insight is flowing through us as if like a fountainhead, constantly streaming forth as a continuum in the present moment. There is no problem. There is only solution. 
there is only opportunity to innovate and adapt to need. When we are pouring forth with creativity, our response spontaneously is solution. And that process is happening beyond our thinking. And as I said in that previous conversation, having this stream of creativity flow through us is actually our deepest nature. It's our most innocent state when we remove the conditioning of disbelief, mistrust, fear, the belief of our unworthiness, unlovability, feeling irrelevant. When we remove all of those conditions, this is what we're left with. We humans are these extraordinary beings that just have so much energy and creativity pouring through us, desirous of making a meal of, of, of this creativity to innovate something new. And so when we, when we're tapped in this place, thoughts are spontaneously coherent, creative, dynamic, adaptable, innovative. And the concept <laughs> of needing to use our thoughts to change our thoughts is actually completely irrelevant. It's not even something that's considered. However, when we're devoid of that connection to ourselves and we're completely identified with the intellect and the thinking mind as the self, which most people are, um, then it's a logical question to pose. How can I use this stuff that's happening inside my mind in some way to try and change at least the, the, the temperature or the climate, the weather, of that internal reality, which for most people is very unreliable in terms of consistency and often quite unpleasant, <laughs> self-deprecating and negative and judgmental and, and mistrusting, all of these things that are going on inside the mind. When we're able to embrace this as not only a, an idea but as an experience, it's an absolute game-changer for us. And this is why I'm such a huge proponent for meditation, because that's what meditation does. It enables us to become acquainted with the experience of ourself beyond our thinking mind. To place our thinking mind into some context, we perpetually have a commentary running, right? So right now you're listening to what I'm saying and you're responding verbally. And that verbal commentary is in the sound of the voice that you speak in, correct? Mm -hmm. And you're nodding your head because you can listen to it, correct? Mm -hmm. Who's listening to it? My non-thinking mind. Mm -hmm. Your non-thinking mind is actually you. <laughs> Isn't it fascinating that we frame everything in context to our thinking mind? You know, that's, a, that's a, a normal response. I've heard that so many times when I ask that question, my non-thinking mind. <laughs> what is that? Who is that? And what I'd like to propose is that that is you. And what the non-thinking mind is, is actually a field of awareness that inherent, that is inherently dynamically intelligent, full of insight, knowingness, full of knowingness. That means 
It doesn't require any premeditated cognitive process to connect with the moment and know it to be true. Fascinating thing to think about, that we have that capability to have an experience of not needing to think about something in order to accept it. Well, we don't need the thinking process at all in order to engage, interact and participate with it. The ramifications of understanding this, both intellectually and experientially, are so significant that if we, as a species, embrace that, <laughs> we would take a quantum leap immediately in the way in which we're existing right now. And this, in my opinion, is one of the most important things for us to understand, is that we're not our thinking. The thinking is fruit an extension of ourself, certainly. We are, our thoughts are an expression of the condition of the whole thing that we describe as ourself. And when we are disconnected from the true self, who we are, the non-thinking mind as you described it, and all we are doing is identifying with the thinking mind, then that fruit is very, very sour, bitter, and not very good for us. Whereas when we connect to the root of who and what we are, a state of being, a state of awareness, which meditation leads us into, cultivates the experience of, nurtures it, stabilizes it. When we stabilize that, then all the nutrients can rise up through the root system, up through the trunk, through the branches, and imbue that fruit with the goodness that not only nourishes us, but everybody that comes into contact with us. And the great challenge that we have is, one, accepting that, <laughs> being willing to courageously, boldly even, explore the unknown dimensions of the non-thinking mind, be willing to let go of the familiarity of that ever-running commentary inside of our mind to experience something that is beyond it. Meditation is such an elegant thing because it makes it such an accessible and achievable proposition. It's entirely achievable. You know, anybody that learns to meditate starts to experience it in a very, very short period of time. And they go, oh. <laughs> Did that answer your question? Yes. Yeah. I think being able to step away from our thoughts, I liked the distinction that you made in terms of a knowingness that just comes naturally where you're not struggling to make sense or struggling to, you know, put things together on your thinking level or problem solve on that thinking level to feel better, but just making space for that knowingness to come forth naturally on its own that has all the answers, so to speak, that, you know, that understands everything, that knows who you are. I couldn't have put that better myself. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. The big one here is the idea that we are not our thoughts. Our thinking is an extension of a deeper state or a deeper condition 
The more we expose ourselves to the truth of who we are, that state of being that I describe, the more coherent, orderly, creative and dynamic our thinking is. The less we're connected to that, the more stressed and anxious we are, the more disorderly, chaotic and defensive our thinking is. If we truly want to change the condition of our mind and the quality of our thoughts, all that really requires is that we allow our awareness to become more intimately acquainted with the truth of our being. Meditation is a very powerful vehicle to enable this to happen. Special thanks to our show producers, Trevor Exter and Sean Tomlin. Music by Ali. Special thanks to Andrea Stern for allowing us to record all of our sessions in her beautiful studio and to all the One Giant Mind team. Thank you for listening and being a part of One Giant Mind. If you don't already and you're interested in learning to meditate, an easy free way is to download the One Giant Mind Learn Meditation mobile app on iTunes or Google Play. The best way to learn, however, is from a teacher. And if you're interested in learning the One Giant Mind technique, email us at teachers at onegiantmind.com and we'll help you find a teacher in your area. If you're a passionate meditator and the idea of becoming a teacher is something that inspires you, consider becoming certified with the One Giant Mind Meditation Teacher Training Program that I've developed. The certification program is 100% online and can be done on your smartphone, laptop or tablet anywhere in the world. Teaching can be one of the most fulfilling experiences because you're having such a meaningful impact in people's lives. If you're interested in enrolling and would like to receive a special discount, email teachers at onegiantmind.com and mention the One Giant Mind podcast to get a great discount. Finally, if you enjoy our show, please share it with your friends and give us a review because it improves our rankings and helps others find this podcast. And I really hope you can join us for the next episode. <laughs>